0: Hi, everyone. This is Happiest, episode number 66. That's what Christmas is all about. Welcome. I'm your host, Susan Chattis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher, and a very happy member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we will be searching to find the happiest moments in any situation, in every circumstance. These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast today. Last time we talked about how the most valuable treasure in all of the heavens is you. Today, we're going to talk about what Christmas is all about. When I was little, one of my very favorite Christmas cartoons to watch was A Charlie Brown Christmas. I loved the story and the characters as they set about getting ready for Christmas. I remember feeling sorry for Charlie Brown, wishing Lucy wouldn't be so mean, and loving Linus, who just loved everyone. I wonder if Charles M. Schultz wrote it knowing that we all could relate in some way to the story of Charlie Brown. Have you ever had a Charlie Brown sort of a day when the Christmas tree you got needed more love than you could give? When the December snowflakes didn't taste as good as they used to? Or maybe you had just been recently diagnosed as having pantophobia. Charlie Brown sharing his feelings with Linus, said, "'I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I like getting presents and setting Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster.'" I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Then out loud, Charlie Brown asks, Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? I think this might have been a good time for Mr. Schultz, the cartoonist, to sketch in two full-time missionaries to step into the picture. Then Linus, obviously, though, a part-time missionary, Answers his friend and says, sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Along with his trusty blanket, he takes center stage, asks for lights, please, and then quotes from the New Testament, his own testimony of what Christmas is all about. Now, I recorded this um, little section from the cartoon and I wanted to play it for you. So a lot of you will remember this. I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shall round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel... A multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I love that section of the show so much. Um, And I have to also tell you, it's interesting if you get a chance to watch it this Christmas season either by yourself or maybe with your kids. Um, In the show, Linus, of course, always has his blanket with him. And when he goes out on the stage to explain to Charlie Brown what Christmas is all about, he has his trusty blanket tucked right there under his arm. But when he gets to the part where he quotes and says um, that the angel said, Fear not, Linus actually drops his blanket on purpose. And then at the very end, when he's finished and says, that's what Christmas is all about, he picks up his blanket again. And I just think it's something I've never noticed before about that show. And it was interesting to watch that. Anyway, I want you to think about your own Christmas. And in the middle of the hustle and the bustle, in the middle of the fresh tree or the artificial tree, in the middle of shopping and stressing and baking and decorating, and still doing laundry and fixing dinner and helping with homework, we do know what Christmas is all about. In the meridian of time, in the city of David, Jesus Christ, the chosen Savior of the world, was born. He came to earth on that holy night to set in motion the great plan of happiness as designed by way of a Heavenly Father's love, a plan of salvation and redemption to save His children. And in that great plan of happiness, the Son of the living God came, the Redeemer, the Anointed, the Christ, on that holy night. Born in a lowly manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, the Christ child came, bringing hope and peace, and making the plan of salvation and redemption fully operative. And the glorious good news came. As reported by an angel, good tidings, of great joy, which shall be to all people. And suddenly, there was with the angel, the first of future Christmas choirs, I think, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising and singing, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We are so blessed, because we do know what Christmas is all about. I. Often wonder if maybe we might have been included in that very first of all Christmas choirs. In last October's conference, President Nelson shared what he has learned after nearly a century of living. He said, quote, I have learned that Heavenly Father's plan for us is fabulous, that what we do in this life really matters, and that the Savior's atonement is what makes our Father's plan possible. And then he went on, Because of Jesus Christ's infinite atonement, our Heavenly Father's plan is a perfect plan. An understanding of God's fabulous plan takes the mystery out of life and the uncertainty out of our future. It allows each of us to choose how we will live here on earth and where we will live forever. End quote. Christmas is about putting Christ first in our lives. Christmas is about the eternal view, the long view, of more than just this life. And to help us with that, President Nelson invited us to think celestial. The night of Christ's birth, the shepherds noticed and witnessed the angels' announcement. Their view of the world changed from an earthly view to a celestial view as they gathered up their things and with haste went to find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. The night of Christ's birth, the wise men noticed, and seeing the star, their view of the world changed to a celestial view. As they gathered up their things, their gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and then traveled from afar to find the Christ child. The night of Christ's birth, Mary's view, was that of a lowly stable, the manger, and the swaddling clothes to wrap her baby in as she brought forth her firstborn son. Yet with a celestial view, she pondered all these things in her heart as she laid the Christ child in the manger. The shepherd, the wise men, and Mary, all dependent upon their faith in who this baby in the manger was, were all able to see the eternal view. Likewise, dependent upon our own faith in Him and in His atonement, we too can learn to notice, to witness, and to see from an eternal view, to take the long view, and to choose to think celestial through the days of our lives. We all know that in these last days, there will be dilemmas, problems, and obstacles to get over. There will be tests, temptations, and trials to get through. There may be times when a loved one lets you down, When someone you love dies prematurely or lingers on with a devastating illness, sometimes it's hard to look at the bigger picture when you find yourself in a tight spot. Thinking celestial will help you continue on. Thinking celestial will help you last. Thinking celestial will give you the eternal perspective to notice his hand has been in your life through it all. He has empowered your strength. He has enlarged your capacities. And dependent upon your faith in Him and His Atonement, He will continue to enable your ability to see the plan He has for you and for those you love by way of a celestial view. President Nelson also explained, As you think celestial, your heart will gradually change. You will want to pray more often and more sincerely. As you think celestial, you will find yourself avoiding anything that robs you of your agency. As you think celestial, you will view trials and opposition in a new light. As you think celestial, your faith will increase. End quote. In the last October conference, Sister Amy Wright spoke about how we can abide the day in Christ. And her words helped me to understand a little bit more about the why of thinking celestial, especially on those days when we are really struggling and have questions of the heart that ache. In the depths of the soul. Have you ever had a day like that? You're not alone. In the scriptures, there are others who have asked questions, maybe similar to your questions, while also struggling with hearts that ache in the depths of their souls. Listen to these questions from the scriptures. The 12 apostles on the ship asked, Master, Carest thou not that we perish? Have you ever asked the question, Carest thou not that my family perish? Job asked, Where is now my hope? Where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Helaman asked, What shall I do that this cloud of darkness may be removed from overshadowing me? Moroni asked, How is it possible that I can lay hold upon every good thing? Luke asked, Lord, what wilt thou have me do? And Joseph Smith asked, O God, where art thou? And where is the pavilion that covereth thy hiding place? Think of a time in your life when you were really struggling and had questions of the heart that ached in the depths of your soul. When those questions come, when you feel the cloud of darkness, when you wonder what you will do, and you're not sure where your hope will be found, in your silent night, when you reach out to his reaching with your last ounce of hope, you will find him there. And then your silent night will become a holy night. You know what Christmas is all about. You already know about that holy night when Christ came to earth, when the angels sang, when the shepherds came. And God's plan for you and for all of his children became operative. Think celestial. Then sweetly. The answers will come. To his frightened apostles, he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. Job learned that Christ knoweth the way that he takes. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. When Helaman asked, What shall I do, that this cloud of darkness may be removed from overshadowing me? His answer came, Peace, peace be unto you, because of your faith in my well-beloved, who was from the foundation of the world. When Moroni wondered, How is it possible that I can lay hold upon every good thing? He learned, I will tell you the way whereby ye may lay hold on every good thing. For behold, God, knowing all things, being from everlasting to everlasting. Behold, he sent angels to minister unto the children of men to make manifest concerning the coming of Christ. And in Christ, there should come every good thing. Doesn't that sound like what Christmas is all about? When Luke didn't know what to do, the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee, what thou must do. And when Joseph Smith questioned where God was, he answered, My son, peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thine afflictions shall be but a small moment. And then, if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. President Nelson said, Mortality is a master class in learning to choose the things of greatest eternal import. Then he said, Do the spiritual work to increase your capacity to receive personal revelation. End quote. Learning to think celestial is going to take practice and maybe even some homework, just as you would do in any master class of learning. So how do we do it? How do we put Jesus Christ at the front of our lives and not just at Christmas time? First, you begin with a study of your own past practices of celestial thinking. Look back at your life for experiences in your past when you have noticed celestial type of thinking. Instead of a to-do list, write a I did list of times when you noticed God's hand in your life, a perspective of celestial thinking. It's easier to see the bigger picture by looking back to the past. Looking back is part of the study of how to recognize the spirit in the present. Acknowledging his hand in your life is thinking celestial. When my daughter was... Working at the school, she shared a story with me about a particularly hard morning she had one day, and as she began lunch break duty that day, her thoughts just kept looping back around at the morning's challenges until her perspective started to change. First, she noticed a girl kneeling on the buddy bench when she went to ask her if she was okay. The little girl just responded that she had forgotten to say her morning prayers. And then she saw a group of fifth-grade boys playing a four-square game when a young, special-needs third-grade boy approached them, asking if he could play. The older boys willingly invited him into the fourth square, and every time the ball came to him, they encouraged him and cheered him on, leaving him in the king's square the whole break. And then she caught sight of a foot race as two young friends stood ready on a marked starting line, along with another friend who had a crippled leg and could not run very fast. My daughter stood and watched as the mark get set and go was announced and the three girls took off running down the track. But instead of running as fast as they could, the two friends matched the speed of their crippled friend and with smiles and ponytails swinging, the three made it to the finish line miraculously as a three-way tie. My daughter noticed all of this and then walked over to the janitor and told him of her bad morning and of the wonderful miracles she had just witnessed during break duty. They talked. And the janitor asked her, I wonder how many times things like that happen at lunch break. My daughter answered back, I think it happens every day. And then he said to her, But you are the only one that noticed it. And she never forgot it. I think celestial things are happening all around us. We just need to open our eyes and see them. The next step in learning how to be better at thinking celestial is to consciously look for opportunities to do it in the present. The more we practice thinking celestial, the easier it will be to think celestial. Choose to find an experience every day that you can see the eternal view. The celestial view. And then each night when you get ready to say your prayers, focused on a moment that day when you felt his spirit close by. And then every morning when you wake up, think of how you will think celestial in the new day. I love the music of the gospel. The primary songs I learned as a child are stuck in my mind and all of them help me think celestial. I know my father lives and loves me. I am a child of God. Teach me to walk in the light. And in the leafy treetops, the birds do sing good morning. I'm not a professional singer at all, but I joined the Word Choir recently. And it just helps me sing celestial thoughts each week after we practice in Word Choir. It's just a little thing I do Help me have more celestial thinking. Then, after you study your past practice, and after you do the work to consciously think celestial in the present, you will then be able to keep thinking celestial when those hard days come, when your Gethsemane days enter. Elder Robert D. Hells once said, I express gratitude that in my Gethsemane, and yours, we are not alone. He that watches over us shall neither slumber nor sleep. His angels here and beyond the veil are round about us to bear us up. End quote. You see, good days and bad days are the practice days. But when we hit our Gethsemane days then that becomes the purpose for all of the practice. When there seems to be nothing else you can hold on to, think celestial. In the middle of the hustle and the bustle, in the middle of the fresh tree and the artificial tree, in the middle of the shopping and stressing, baking, decorating, and still doing laundry, fixing dinner, and helping with homework, we are so blessed because we do know what Christmas is all about, this Christmas, and all the days after Christmas. You already know how to think celestial. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about. What are you doing in your life to keep your soul aloft? It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not, but there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We're going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life, in all situations, that will help you to keep your soul aloft. Be ready. Because together, we are out to find the happy. Thanks for listening again today. And remember, you do know what Christmas is all about. All you need to do is think celestial. And just to let you know, the third Tuesday of every month, starting in January, I will be putting out a new episode for this podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.